play. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. I want to talk about black people getting shot. And the reason why is because, yes, I know it's Sunday, so of course they take a break until 2 o'clock for shooting black people for no reason. You know, it's, but It's not Tuesday or Thursday. Yes. Last week, Saturday, I think it was, um, a man by the name of Walter Scott was shot eight times by a police officer in South Carolina. Eight times. Eight times. In the back. In the back. So when it first came out, the, the report was that there was a struggle for the cop's taser, the cop feared for his life, and then he had to shoot Walter Scott. But then... From some magical Negro power, a video came out, and it shows Walter Scott not only not attacking the cop, not only not going for his taser, but running away from the like, officer. Running. Now, let me address the Literally. the law behind that for people who are wondering. So there's a Supreme Court case that sets out the standard for when a police officer can use deadly force against somebody who's fleeing. It's called the fleeing felon rule. First off, the person has to be wanted or uh, there has to be probable cause to believe that the person committed a felony. Not that they owe child support, not that there's a warrant out because they owe child support, not because they committed a a traffic infraction, a felony. Um, And two, the person has to the fleeing felon, as it's known, has to pose an imminent threat of harm to either the officer or to others. So if a fleeing felon is running with a gun and open spraying, firing into a crowd, then an officer might have the right to shoot them in the back to stop them from shooting 30 people that are in a crowd in front of them. But when there's an unarmed man who is not even wanted for a felony. They said that who's unarmed. First off, he's running away from the police. Second off, he's not looking to cause harm towards anybody who he's running towards. Third off, and he's not wanted for a felony. He stopped for a traffic infraction and he may have a warrant, but that warrant is for back child support, not for any violent felony or even any nonviolent felony. That under the rule, under the constitutional law, would not give any police officer any right to shoot him. Right. No, none at all. And um one second, it gets juicier. I'm sorry about that. So after he shot him, not all eight bullets hit the guy. Four bullets hit him, one in the buttocks, one behind the right ear, one in the cheek, one in the heart. So he he shot him. Walter Scott falls to the floor dead and the cop goes, picks up his taser, yep. walks over, drops it next to Walter Scott. Sprinkle some crack on his nose All and right, says, I was defending myself. And no, no, but the part that no, really he got me. Him yeah, when he handcuffed him. And he yelled. That was the first time we actually heard audio of him yelling a command. And it was, put your hands behind your back after he shot at him eight times, knowing that he hit him, knowing that he dropped. I mean, to be so incompassionate and so inhumane. I don't know if you guys saw the raw footage yeah. of the stop. I mean, a lot of people were arguing, you know what, this cop was very professional. His mom even came out saying he's a great person. <laughs> he, the way that he approached Walter Scott was um, very professional, very calm, very nice. Something had to happen, which either ticked him off or sent him to this next level, yes, which he shot the man. Well, mean- you know, but and that's the whole problem, though, is if you are a police officer, you have to be able to remain cool and yeah. calm in contentious situations. You right. can't just like even if the other, even if the person you stop is escalating the situation. Uh, uh, and I have friend who I will not mention by name, but he's a sergeant in the New York City police department and he is what i would consider to be a model police officer in fact i think they should use him to train other police officers in this city because he understands these things and he is very good at remaining calm and him and i talk a lot about how police officers um if they can't remain calm and not let situations escalate then they need to be retrained because that's not proper and he 
and I were talking about this situation um, in the, before Walter Scott, just in the mm. past, about uh, we haven't directly spoke about this. And he said a big problem with officers is that they all too often they let their own emotions take hold of them. And he said that's we need to have better also screening from the beginning yeah. about officers and whether or not they can keep their cool in contentious situations. And they need to be continually tested, psychological testing, because think about it, how traumatic is it to be a police officer where you're handling murder scenes, investigations, and you're constantly looking for, oh, you know, trying to stop crime if that's I mean, what you're supposed testing. to do. I mean, not I think that they should you know, have increased services, you know, if they wanted to see a therapist or talk about... No, I mean, if you don't pass that test, they should take your gun away. That's what I'm saying. I have a better idea. How about we put police through trainings or some conversations where they stop perceiving African Americans as as people who are going to rob and kill you because they're running away from you. You know what? Or because I've had situations where cops have escalated with me and I've done nothing. Right. It's funny because I actually got into an argument with someone of color, a black person who was like, before all the details came out, they were like, well, you know what? There's a 50% chance that that man in the video, before we knew his name was Walter Scott, did something wrong. And I was like, where do you get that statistic from? And they were like, well, think about it. Like, let's think about all all this crime going on. And it just goes to show that a lot of people in this country, black and white, have this perception of black men as being automatically guilty. And it makes it that much easier to either lynch. He said a 50% chance. Like, it is. If you're getting stopped by a cop, there is a 50% chance. No, no, I'm still running. Wrong. Like, like he was, he was, he was running away. Well, yes. If but you I ran mean, away, that's also. Well, I don't know because, could, like, even the people that are completely compliant. Like, I mean, I know Trayvon Martin wasn't killed by a cop, but you have situations like Trayvon Martin. You have situations where police officers, this video of a guy shooting, of a police officer shooting a black guy as he's trying to give him his ID and being completely compliant. So yeah. I don't, I don't uh, take yeah, that. Right. I don't I mean, take listen, that perception. I, I obviously can't go into many details about a lot of my cases. If you don't know. For background, I'm a civil rights attorney, so I actually I sue the city on behalf of people who have had their rights violated by the NYPD. Most of this manifests itself in false arrests. People, somebody is arrested for a crime they did not commit. They go through the system for 24 hours, and then either the DA's office declines to prosecute the arrest, or their case is dismissed outright after sometimes it right from the beginning and sometimes after several court appearances. But I can't tell you how many times I get a partial video or a somewhat video where it's not my client who's escalating the situation. It's the police that are escalating the situation. Uh, you know, in fact, at one point uh, on one of these videos I have, a, a, you know, an officer can be, uh, I'm not talking about an, just generally speaking, um, but, you know, I have clients that are like, well, what do you want me to do? Are you saying my left pocket, my right, like, what's the deal? You know, because they don't want to make a move that may, you know, they're like, and in some cases, they're like, I don't even want to go into my pocket to get my ID. To right. me, you know, you're telling me to get my ID, but then as soon as I reach to get right. the ID, like, you're like, put your hand up. And you're like, they're like, didn't you just ask me for my ID? Yeah, right. They so, don't make and it's like, move. you don't want to let the police put their hands in your pocket because then you could be technically consenting to a search and giving up your right to be free from from a search, but it's this like contentious situation and it goes back to training. And I know the NYPD is sort of having a retraining and there's some questions as to whether or not there's going to be, there's an efficacy of that, but there's also the issue of broken windows policing and the stopping. And we saw that in the Ferguson report about municipal violations and who's getting,
parking stop for them. Right. Uh, and stuff like So there's a lot of different issues that come down to it. But um, it, Oh, I just wanted to make the point, too, to address what you said, Selena, that, um, you know, it doesn't matter if he had done something wrong or not, right? And this is something that we talked a lot about, um, especially um, after what happened in Ferguson, where, you know, there was video tapes of Mike Brown, you know, maybe, like, shoplifting from a store. It doesn't matter if he had done something wrong to have the police approach him in the first place. The fact is, is that... White people commit crimes, too. They're, you know, approached by cops. But so often we see these black men and black women shot and killed and strangled um, to death, you know. And just because, you know, you're approaching someone with different color skin than yours um, doesn't mean that you have the license to kill them, right? Like, we don't see this happen in the same way to white bodies that we do It's it's not even statistically. And I just wanted to add on, this is not an example of just a bad call by a police officer, which a lot of police officers in the union are trying to make it um, seem like it's just a bad call. No, this plays into a larger systematic issue right. in Definitely. this country. How Definitely. many times, like, do you think this is the first time this has ever happened where the, a cop shot someone and all of a sudden a struggle happened magically? No. I, I highly doubt it. But we do we do have to close this out, guys. This is a very emotional topic, a very fired-up topic. So, you know, we actually continue the conversation on Twitter and on our Facebook page and on Political Preposterous because we do want to hear your thoughts. But we, we have to go on, on to another segment that's very, very important. And in case you have not been paying attention to the news, there was an attack in Kenya, and we're going to tell you guys all about that in the next couple of minutes. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. We'll be right back.